All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Dustin Atwood, Miss Sarah Myers in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing very well. Life treating you okay? Everything is good on my end. Excellent. So I know you got a couple of things you want to touch base on. I do. Yep. I saw this story um, earlier this week and okay. I thought, oh boy, I cannot wait to give an update to Dustin. Nice. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about catalytic converter thefts. Yes, big deal. And we've been having that issue all across the country yeah Yeah. it's been really bad well i saw and i believe it was on the 17th so just a couple of days ago nice the green county prosecutor filed charges against a man accused of stealing catalytic converters good deal now i'm not sure if this is the main person yeah the main person that's been doing this across springfield but um that is one person. I was going to say one less is going to help a whole, whole bunch. I yep. hope they not only throw the book at him, I hope they smack him with it. Now, That's crazy. I know. The judge has set a bond of $5,000 for him, and mm-hmm. I believe that he was actually caught in the act of it. I don't understand why people work so hard being crooked like that and not just know. go get a job. Every, I don't say every business, but a ton of them, I'm sure you're seeing them. You drive around Springfield here and in outlying areas, everybody's looking for, I would say, good help, but at least somebody to show up and do a decent job. I yeah. mean, they're not even probably looking for the superstar, which is crazy. I'm not saying that. If if you're going to do it, you might as well do it well. But it, it just it appalls me. People will go out at night. They'll lay under your vehicle with some kind of a destructive cutting device. I've seen all kinds of different stuff. You know, in the middle of the night, usually, some of them are so cracked out, they'll do it during the day. But it just amazes me. People do all that to be shady and not just go get a, a you know, a regular old job. I know. Yeah. I I live kind of over on the north side mm-hmm. of town. So I definitely take Glenstone quite a bit. Okay. There's quite a few businesses on Glenstone. Yeah. And I take Carney quite a bit. And I cannot tell you how many signs that I see for help wanted. Yeah. They're just looking for people to come in and, and, you know, do an adequate job. You know, it'd be great to find somebody that was awesome and really took it seriously. But as far as just general labor, it's mm-hmm. out there in droves right now. Yep. And you can make a decent living, you know. You ain't got to, you know, go out and steal from people. And the other thing that drives me plumb nuts, so some of those catalytic converters, like sale-wise, will bring a few hundred bucks. But when you come in and I have to fix them, Sometimes, depending on how much other uh, damage occurred, they'll cut into the wiring harnesses, they'll steal the oxygen sensors and just rip them out of the wiring harness. I've seen them poke gas tanks and other things with the blades on their cutting tools. Unfortunately, sometimes it's a couple thousand bucks to fix those cars. That's awful. And only for a few hundred bucks. Yeah, few, that's the thing. You know, you're you're damaging several thousand dollars for a few hundred bucks. It's just ridiculous. We had a, I believe it was a church, which, you know, if when you meet your maker and you've stolen from a church, you know, there's going to be a conversation there. But I digress. I'll let him handle that. Um, they said they would cover it one time insurance wise. They would cover the stolen theft and the damage one time. But every other time after that, it's now void or not part of their insurance policy. Can wow. you imagine that? That's awful. Yeah. It just, it drives me plumb batty here. 
I'm going to get my soapbox out I know. Sorry. I just started you off all (laughs) heated. (laughs) No, it's actually a silver lining. Well, not a silver lining, but, you know, somebody, there's consequences for this Mm -hmm. at this point. And I hope um, the judge and the judicial system take it seriously. And, you know, there's as much consequences as they have to deter some of this stuff, you know. Uh, Unfortunately, the find part of that, at least just my... um, cynical outlook i guess is if you find them that motivates them to go out and steal more catalytic converters to pay the fine is my only kind of like you know hey can we not i'm not saying you know 50 lashes out in the 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 square here in town but we need to figure out something that gets their attention and not just fuels their need for money yeah so hopefully that's enough i don't know time will tell whether that's a good solution or not but it just, uh, you know, protect your property out there. It's the biggest thing at this point. Motion lights, dogs. If you got a garage, clean all your stuff out of your garage. Park in the garage. Keep it secure as possible. Um, don't leave your vehicle unattended for a long, long time anywhere. So um, I know the hospitals here in town, a lot of times they've been targeted and hit because you work so long of shifts. Yeah. And there's usually not a lot of cars. Uh, I've seen them taken at the mall, churches. Um, God forbid anywhere that you volunteer. Um, I know they hit the Red Cross a few years ago and probably have. Uh, if you have a fleet, we do a lot of fleet service. If you've got a fleet, you need to get them protected as much as possible. Um, there were some that were hit. I know they got, uh, they got the limousine place out here on I-44. I can't think of whatever that executive coach out there on I-44. Those are all brand new vehicles that are making limousines. They cut a hole in their fence, I, I believe, and stole several uh, row. Just went from car to car to car on brand new units, stealing catalytic converters. So, it's a big deal. It, it's hitting close to home, I guess, is, is the is. biggest part of it. And even then, there was a story earlier this week um, that there was several stolen from the Missouri Department of Conservation oh in Laclede and Pulaski counties. Mm. So, yep. I had a good buddy of mine, him and his family were on a trip pulling their camper. They got out, I think, in like somewhere around Colorado, Idaho, and he had trouble with his truck. And so they ended up buying another truck while they were there so they could finish their trip, didn't ruin their trip. Um, So his truck sat there a couple of weeks there at the dealership until he could fly back out there and get it. And in two weeks, he got out there to drive it home. And they had stole the catalytic converters off of it. So he drove it all the way from Iowa, Idaho, wherever he was at, with no exhaust on there. That is the most maddening sound. Have you ever been or driven a vehicle with no exhaust, Sarah? I haven't, no. You've not had the pleasure. I have not. <laughs> I feel like I'm really missing out on life here. Have you been over to the Springfield Raceway out here at the circle track? I haven't been to the Springfield Raceway, but I have been to, like, Bolivar. Bolivar, yeah, uh-huh. same deal. So all those are going to be no exhaust. So you remember how loud that oh, gets. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that for, you know, eight or ten hours? That would be awful. It was, yeah, by the end of it, he said even, you know, he had his earbuds in and was trying to listen. That didn't even drown out oh. the, the madness. Not to mention, you know, that truck probably, I'd say, 1500 bucks, two grand to fix Ugh. the damage they did for, you know, 300 bucks worth of catalytic conversion. Just I don't know. People are bums. So just protect your property. Don't don't let it don't let you be an easy target. Uh, We did a show here. I guess it's been a couple months ago. If you have a higher profile vehicle, you know, F-250, Chevy truck, Dodge truck that sits up. Um, If you have a Honda of any time, uh, any type, CRV, uh, Toyota Prius, 
Um, some of the Nissans, those, they're targeting those. Those are, um, they pay more, oh. you know. Mm-hmm. So they're actually going around and not just doing this at random. They're targeting some of those vehicles. Some of them have been hit two and three times after they get them fixed. They get hit again and hit again and hit again. So, you know, you need to be as proactive as possible. Um, there are some things we can do to be a deterrent when we do the repairs on them. So, um, it just don't let you be the easy target. You know, typically a thief or a crook is not going to want to work very hard. You know, they're going to want that easy target. So if they see any kind of a, you know, a deterrent or anything that's going to make them work for it a little bit more, unfortunately, they're going to move on to the next guy or gal. Uh, and I don't want that happen to the next guy or gal, but I sure don't want to happen to everybody out there. So that's kind of what I got for today. So they found one. Yep. That's awesome. Very, very cool. How long have we been talking? We need to take a break. Uh, well, you got two minutes. Two so minutes. All right. You can actually get on the topic that you're yes. thinking so, about talking about. So we we're going to shift gears big time here. Uh, Miss Sarah, I'm sure you see this throughout industry in general. Um, a lot of times when you get somebody new, they're hungry and hungry and hungry for information. They, they want to know the new software. They want to know the new board, the new computer. You know, you guys get new stuff here in the studio. And then after, you know, a certain amount of time, you get uh, what I would consider, you know, I'm good. I know how to work this. I know how to run this. And then all of a sudden they change it and you don't necessarily want to, you know, it's harder to learn it the second time or the third time. Uh, So it's a mindset part of it. And all this came from a class that Alan and I taught uh, probably about a month ago now. We did this in-house for our folks. But, you know, the first roughly five years, I figure you're inside a company or in an industry. It doesn't got to be one company. You're learning, 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 learning. And then you get to where you know kind of what's going on. That's a real pivotal point. And if you'll pay real close attention, the longer you're in the... How long have you been in this industry now? I've been with KSGF for five years, but in total, I've been in it for seven. Okay. It's very interesting that you choose that seven-year mark because I see a lot of folks get burned out um, when they're in an industry for seven years if they stay in the same capacity that they that they basically started it. And a lot of times you see that's where people leave a company or an industry is in that five to seven-year window because the first five years you're learning, learning, it's exciting you know, this is your chosen industry. This is who you are. You're, you're in the media world. And after that, you got to figure out what it is that you do to keep viable in the industry. And Sarah and I will talk about that right after we step into a break. It's a little too loud to talk in here and your eyes are saying you want to disappear. Well, all right, welcome back. You got Miss Sarah Myers, Dustin Atwood, A1 Custom Car Care, talking a little bit outside the box, but I think it's important because it really rings true of whether you should be in your industry and doing what it is your chosen chosen profession is, um, and how other people interact with you on that. So. It's very glaringly obvious, Miss Sarah, you enjoy what you do here. Boy, do I. And that's something that I think a, not, a lot of folks bring up very often. You know, you go and you get you a degree or you get you a, uh, a trades education, such as kind of, you know, where I come from, and you end up not liking what you're doing. Yeah. Or you follow in the footsteps, you know, my 
grandfather was a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, doctor, I'm a doctor, etc., whatever it is, and it's chosen for you and you don't choose it, you're never fulfilled, you're never happy. And I don't want to use that fulfilled word because that's a little kind of, you know, cliche, I guess. Life is too short and it's it, it's tough enough to do something that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Go I, ahead. Please. I agree with Weigh you. In. And this is my type of mentality, especially in my industry. And mm-hmm. you can apply this to in, any industry yes. whatsoever. You spend how many hours a day yeah. at this place and you spend how many years working? Mm-hmm. You at least have to enjoy the company of your coworkers. Yep. You have to at least enjoy what you do. Otherwise, at the end of the time that you retire... And you look back and you're like, I wasted over X amount of hours, X amount of years at this place that I absolutely hated. Mm-hmm. There is no point in that. So I am very grateful to have a place that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to have a place where I love the employees. Yeah. And it's it's something that I do truly enjoy. It doesn't feel like work. Some days it does. But, oh, yeah. you know, it's very nice to be able to go in and want to work. It's not like a... I don't want to go to work today or, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that because I have this happening there, you know? Oh, yeah. It's always, I'm always excited to get up and go to work. Well, and one affects the other. So if you have bad habits in your personal life, you know, say you have a substance abuse problem of some kind, maybe I'm the only one that ever had the opportunity to work with somebody like that, but their personal decisions affected their their professional life. And vice versa. If you're in an env- if you're in an environment that you're struggling, or you're not keeping up, or you're failing, or you know it's just not fulfilling, and you're happy, that also translates home. So if you have those bad days at work, a lot of times you take that home with you, mm-hmm. and vice versa. If you if you do what you need to at home, like for instance, a lot of times maybe I don't get enough sleep. Well, last night I went to bed at eight o'clock. And I snoozed like a champ because I knew that I was going to have to be on point and make sure that I'm kind of feeding both sides of those and keeping them in balance. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good family member. You know, I want to treat Stacy well, et cetera, et cetera. So I got to be on point. And sometimes you got to prioritize that stuff a little bit better than we do. You know, it's easy to continue working, which is normally what I do at night. You know, I'll be out there till 10 or 11 o'clock trying to get things done, projects taken care of, making sure the camper's ready to go, make sure the truck's ready to go. And you got to make sure and keep all that in balance. The only way I have the gas to do that, uh, figuratively, of course, is that, you know, I'm not leaving it all out there at work every day because I don't like what I'm doing. Yeah, this is work. What you do is work. What the listeners out there, I guarantee, because I meet a lot of you at the shops, you guys are killing it out there. I mean, in a good way. You guys are bringing it. The only way that that doesn't suck the life out of you is you enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And in order to continue enjoy what enjoying what you're doing, you got to continue to get better and hone that craft. I don't always, um, especially in the automotive world, but even in the radio world and whatever you all do as a profession – it changes. New tools come out. New tactics come out. New communication comes out. And that has been a big deal. And in the last five years that I've been able to work with you, Sarah, to see you grow in your role here has been super cool. And I think that is a, a, a vital reason 
is that you love what you do here. I do. Yep. And on to that um, mentality of growing Mm -hmm. and changing and things like that. It's also really nice whenever you have different things that are pushing you to do even better than you did you know, last year or the year before for us, it's um, like different award shows and different, um, you know, representations of our station. I absolutely love doing that. I love putting the best of the best out there. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. This is what we sound like. And I want to make it even better than it sounded last year. So you had shared with me a couple weeks ago, and you may have to explain this better than I do. KSGF was nominated for an award and did very well in their category here recently. Is that yeah. right? I don't think I mentioned this. I don't think that Nick mentioned it either on his uh, mm-hmm. his show in the morning. We won second place in two different categories this year. That's huge. And yeah. that's the whole state of Missouri yep. in media, right? Yep. Television and radio. Mm-hmm. Yep. We won second place in promotions. So those little promos that you hear throughout the day um, for just different things for the station. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like if we have an event coming up and you hear it all the time, uh, that that's the promotion side of things. But we also won second place in opinion and commentary, <laughs> which is go. perfect for this station. Yeah. And I was so proud of Nick and so proud of our station. Absolutely. And it was just really awesome to get second place. And you know what? That strives us to get first place yeah. next year. And and that's the biggest part of the time that A1 Custom Car Care has been a part, and I say a part of KSGF, because I bet it's been more than 10 years or so in some capacity. And obviously, we've been doing the show here for several years, uh, probably six years, maybe a little six and some change. So being a part of that and continuously improving and not just being okay with the status quo, basically, You know, just because I was great at one time at working on, you know, basic multi-port fuel injection doesn't mean that I can just stop and be like, oh, I don't need to know any of that new stuff out there. That doesn't help you or I at all, as well as it doesn't keep replenishing that kind of burn or fire for the industry. You know, I've always wanted to be an automotive technician. And I see a lot of folks that get to that point and then they just, you know, they quit going to training, they quit expanding their knowledge base. And so at that point, you know, you you can rest on that for a little while, but that's usually where I see burnout happen. And the longer you're in this industry as well, I'm sure you've even seen it probably at one point in time, somebody that's been in radio for 20 years, 30 years, they don't have that fire anymore. Have you ever experienced that, Sarah? I've seen that in a couple of different people, but thankfully the radio industry is something that you have to want to be here. It's one of those things where if you don't want to be here, somebody else definitely does. Sure, sure. And thankfully a lot of people that you see in radio those names that you've heard over and over again, the reason you hear those names is because they've been in the industry for so long and that doesn't want to change for them. They yeah. love their job. They're still passionate yeah. about it. So absolutely, um, I do know what you're talking about, but thankfully uh, it doesn't happen too terribly much in our industry. That's fantastic. And that is a big um, kind of f- uh, feather in your hat, if you will, for what it is that this studio is about, you know, the, the radio station with multi-different personalities and whatnot. I mean, there's a lot of heavy personalities in these buildings all the time, which is great. I mean, that's what it's about. But any time out there that you see that burnout, it's because somebody didn't continue to keep up. 
you know, so they plateaued in the industry or the business or, you know, the community kept going and they got left behind and they just decided, hey, I'm good enough. Well, then all of a sudden you start to see their work suffer, their attitude suffers, um, you know, they're that negative aura or, you know, kind of little little uh, rain cloud that follows them around. And every time you're around them, you're like, mm, you know, that old boy's in a bad mood or, you know, why is she always upset all the time? It just it's a bummer deal for everybody. And sometimes it can be contagious and start to affect other people. Um, and so as I have grown and as I have progressed in the company, I'm the operations manager for the company. So I deal with a lot of personalities, a lot of people, a lot of very talented people. And typically the more talented they are, the bigger the personality gets. You know, I tell them that, a you know, a rock star technician, they don't put the roll up doors on the buildings to get the cars in and out. They put the roll up doors to get the technician's ego in and out of the building sometimes. <laughs> so we all need to be humble. We all need to be kept in check. Um, and a lot of times the cars do that for us because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I know everything by any means. Um, what I know is how to get to or how to work through problems. And I would be very interested to hear your your take on this. Um, I've often thought about college. I went to a trade school two years, um, Monette, Missouri here, had some of the best instructors I ever could have asked for. And I don't know how much time we've got for you to explain this, but my perception of college is not that they share information with you. My perception is, is they teach you how to find the answers. And your, your four-year degree um, really is an education on how to work through problems. Would you say I'm even in the ballpark? Yeah, I definitely took out of college that there is a million ways to do something. And if you are going to, if you're, if you're trying to get to your end goal and okay. you're having a hard time getting to it, you're going to figure out a way to oh, get yeah. to it regardless. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on, on that. You know, I, I always think the perception, or at least my perception had always been is, you know, they, they, they give you, I don't say they give you all the answers, but, you know, they educate you in a manner to where you're the expert in that field is, is the goal. So uh, we need to step into a break. We got plenty of other things to go over right after this. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? Welcome back. You've got A1 Custom Car Cares, uh, I'd say talk show, if you will, but we're talking a little outside the box, and the reason that we do this, of course, you've got Dustin Atwood, Sarah Myers in here. We're being a little philosophical, I suppose, today, and the reason that I go about this in the manner that we do is because I think the why behind people are really the biggest and most important items. So when you come in and you have service done or a major, minor repair, whatever, I'm finding a lot of you folks that have vehicles that you understand are an investment. You depend on them for either personal or professional or both. And the motivation and the approach to how we take care of business is very important, not just for us, not just about how we do things. I need to know how you all do things as well. We're not perfect. A lot of times people listen to the show and they think I've got all the magic eight ball answers. And I wish that were to be true. And for a lot of it, it is. But that has come from experience of doing. It's not that I read this in the book and now I'm an expert on this. This I live, eat, and breathe. Even if I'm not at work, you can talk to anybody that knows me personally. 
I'm still in this industry and it's not just a car industry. It's a people industry. I could be the very best technician. I could have the very best technicians in the world working at our shops. But if we don't understand and try and figure out how to work with people, we're going to have such a bad, bad, uh, such a bad bedside manner that nobody will want to be a part of what it is we do. And that's just not okay with me. What do you think about all that? Sarah? Yeah, I was I was just thinking in my mind what you were saying that if you didn't know how to communicate to yep. me or if something came across as rude, nope, right. I am not going back. Even if I'm right, yeah. even if I'm the only one that can solve that issue, if your bedside manner sucks, mm -hmm. then yeah, you're right. You're like, oh yeah, he's great, but I'm not going there because he's a, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's a real deal. And I think a lot of people lose that. So again, A1 Custom Car Care, not perfect. But we work at being better every single day. And that's been a part of, you know, heck, as we've shared with you guys here on the, the show, you know, getting Miss Sarah to be involved with this to make sure that we're communicating out there as what the expectation should be. You know, your car needs this taken care of. It should be in this manner. You know, the best guesser in town isn't going to help you. A lot of reasons that I don't take a lot of calls, I'll be honest, is because most people wanted me to diagnose the issue here over the radio. It's not that you don't want to. It's just physically, like, what if you give the wrong yeah. thing? It's malpractice. It's you know? one of it's one of those things where it could be 900 different things, and if you say the wrong thing, yeah. then they're going to be mad at you, and you need to see it. Well, and I'm relying on information, you know, that's perceived as, you know, the owner of the car, and that's mm -hmm. cool. I do that at the service counter as well. But then I take it to the next step as far as being able to, okay, this checks out good. This is, you know, working as it's supposed to. I can hear, feel, see, smell the conditions that I'm dealing with. And I have so much more information to be correct when I call you and say, hey, the hard-earned money that you've traded 40 hours of your week for that is going to basically you traded 40 hours to get your car fixed, it's correct. That's the biggest disconnect or struggle. You know, people get on YouTube and, and Google all the time, and, and they'll tell me a lot of times, and I'm not going to say I haven't Googled anything or YouTubed it over the years. I'm not saying that, but it is not a silver bullet. Just because you Googled it doesn't mean that what you Googled was what the, you know, the root cause of it is or what you YouTubed, hey, this guy or gal was able to do this and this was their problem, so this fixed it for them. It's what I call red car syndrome. Well, the last 10 red cars that came through had this problem, I put this part on it. Well, what about the 11th red car and you put that part on it and it doesn't fix it? Well, if you don't know how to check it, how to communicate about it, how to diagnose it, how to make a plan of action and do the repairs on it, you're sunk on that deal. And Miss Sarah, you own a red car. How would you like to be my 11th red car customer? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, if that's how you're doing it. <laughs> that's the reality, right? Yeah. And I guarantee you've, you've dealt with this over the years, not just in the car business. Um, it could be the financial business, could be the medical field, uh, the legal field. You know, oh, the last... You know, whatever cases I did, you do need to learn from those, but it's just not a slam dunk that this is what I do. You know, you have got to work the program, work the system, and not, be, you know, maybe everything that I did on those first 10 cars worked out fine. When I get to that 11th car, okay, now here's the boots on the ground. 
We're going to learn on what we're doing. So when the 12th and 13th car come in, I'm going to be even better on those cars because we paid attention to our, our processes. We continue to hone our craft and get better and better and better. Um, do you? I know you did continuing education for a long time. You've been a college student since you've been here. Yep. How is it going further? Do you guys continue that stuff internally, or what? Do, what does that happen? How's that look here? Radio is one of those things where it's more of a hands-on thing. Okay. It's you don't necessarily learn as much about it in school. You do, but. It's one of those things where you need to be in the industry learning mm-hmm. things. Every board is different. Yes, I Ev- have noticed that even just the little bit that I deal with here. Every uh, microphone is different. There's different ways that it picks up patterns. We have different programming that we use from different studios. We have different ways to record audio, different ways to save it, Mm -hmm. different ways to export it and import it. And that is forever changing. We just got a new system in here, for instance, that amplifies our audio whenever it goes out. And that has been a forever change for me and Nick trying to figure out, you know, the right systems, the right settings. And we've had to sit down and mess with it a couple times and our engineer as well. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things that uh, it's a new piece of equipment. It's something that we've had to sit down and learn and the problem wasn't going to fix itself oh yeah it's we've tinkered with it a couple of weeks now we've got it all figured out and fixed and yeah it's forever growing and forever changing with new equipment so if i could be so bold miss sarah i'm gonna make some uh i don't want to say assumptions maybe assumptions slash predictions if you will so you know i've been a part of ksgf probably six seven years Um, And as I have done that, you know, you really kind of figure out the foundations. And what you're talking about, in my opinion, is a lot of the nuts and bolts of this business. But where I really see people shine, and I've been able to be a spectator to watch you do it. I've watched Nick do it. Kyle do it. Your area of growth or continued um, expansion is really your personality that you get to share with people. Yeah. It's I really love meeting our listeners and it just helps me grow a little bit more as a personality. That's probably one of the best ways to put it. Mm -hmm. I I definitely have experienced that, know exactly what you're talking about. It's crazy. We have a listener from Kansas City and this is kind of off topic, but he had messaged me the other day. He was having a problem with something on our station and so I reached out to the right person to try to fix it. Sweet. And anyways, he had messaged me back. After I said, hey, this is I'm working on this. Right. Hopefully it'll get done here soon. Giving him good customer service. Yeah. Knowing he's not left alone in the dark. And he sent me back another message. And he said, oh, it's good to hear from you, Sarah. By the way, congratulations on the house. Dude, and that's that just, awesome. That just really hit me in the yeah. heart. I thought, oh, that's awesome. Definitely somebody that's engaged and, and knows that they're a part of something. You know, maybe they may not be in here with us right now, but definitely that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. You know, as, you know... Basically, this is entertainment to a certain aspect. Uh, Hopefully, it's very informative entertainment because I think that's the magic behind this. It's not just slapstick comedy, if you will. Um, But that's really been kind of the springboard of where you see people grow or continue to be viable here in in a media industry. And I'm not a media expert. I leave that up to you with 100% faith. But the reality is, is, you know, if you go back and listen to Kyle Wyatt, you know, eight, 10 years ago, however long he's been doing it, Nick, same way, 
you know, you see them start to grow as far as the character and how well they're able to convey this, even though you're not face to face with them. You know, some of my favorite things over the years that I've been able to be here in studio has been a spectator while Kyle's doing his show. It is a whole nother level. And then after that, as I'm listening to him on Saturday mornings, I, I envision or I, I get a whole nother level of awareness of what it is he's doing right here in studio, which is really, really cool. Nick, the same way. You know, a lot of folks listen to Nick forever, but it was a whole nother level to go to the breakfast events, sit with the folks, talk with them, hear Nick, meet Nick, get along with that, and be out there. So, you know, the the magic, once you get the nuts and bolts of whatever business it is, and, and, and again, this is not just radio, this is not just automotive, is that, hey, you know, you get the foundation built, you got to maintain it because it's going to change, but then you start growing as far as who you are in your industry. One of my favorite quotes out there, and I think Keanu Reeves put this out there, and basically the quote is that you work hard enough that you don't have to introduce yourself when you walk into a room. How powerful is that? Yeah. That I'm is. sure you have experienced that as well, or, or hopefully you're starting to. I have, and it's it's really cool. And just to kind of sum it up, you know, every Saturday when they listen to us, they get to know little bits yeah. and pieces of yeah. our life. And when they meet us, they'll mention those things. Yes. And then you think, you know, they're just as much as my life as I am theirs. Yes. Because I care about what they're doing. I care to get to know them just as much as they care to sit and listen to us and get to know us as well. Well, and their insights that they'll share when you run in and get to have that is is extremely powerful. But we are going to step into a break for just a brief couple moments, and we'll roll this all up in a nice package right after this. All right, welcome back. You've got Miss Sarah Myers, Dustin Abbott here in the studio. We're going to wrap things up. Sarah, you had a couple of things you wanted to bring up. Hey, I know this is a, a lot more different than what we were talking about, sure. but I came across an article, Toyota to slash September production due to global chip shortage. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the chip shortage that we were seeing, I don't know, a couple months ago, yeah. it is once again starting. Now they said that... They had planned to make around 900,000 vehicles in September to That's catch a up. Yeah. Well, that number has now been cut to 500,000. So I have a feeling it's not going to be just Toyota. Yeah. So if you were in the market to buy a new vehicle or even a used vehicle, you're probably going to see some issues arise. Well, and, and I've been thinking about that a lot. You and I have had several shows at this point trying to keep people up to date on things. Um, there's a lot of manufacturers that didn't slow that production down. So there's, you know, large areas where there's new vehicles just sitting until they can click the last couple of parts, chips or, or modules in it in this case. And those vehicles are sitting. So riddle me this. So those are probably 2021, 2022 vehicles. Some of those vehicles have been sitting over a year. So by the time they roll out on the, uh, you know, sales floor, they're going to be a year old or two years old. So they're going to be old stock is what it's going to be considered. So the price of everything right now is still super high. That's going to feed it and continue driving the price up. But if you're patient at some point in time, instead of this deficit, there's going to be a surplus and there's going to be brand new vehicles that are a year and maybe two years old that I guarantee you're going to get at a deal. That's 
That's good insight to know. The deals are coming. You just got to sit and wait. Patience, uh, I don't know what Confucius once said, but patience is a virtue, if you will. Um, The patient people that don't buy in a frenzy right now, and there's people right now, I got a buddy just bought a a year-old truck. His sales tax was like six grand. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that? No. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, think about that and just be patient. You know, if you can get six grand off of a brand new truck, that at least makes the sales tax hurt a little bit less. So that's a, a big, big deal. I know we had, it was that, was there anything else we needed to wage in on that? I, I think that was it. But I know that last week you mm-hmm. had mentioned just briefly yep. about AC units. And I wanted to circle back yes. and see if you. <laughs> That's almost a bad term anymore. I <laughs> know like it's a, a joking term around. Oh, gosh. Well, I wanted to see if there was any uh, vehicles that you had worked on or any tips, yeah. anything like that. So we have a lot of folks. Um, it's We still, when I look at the forecast coming up it's going to be very humid and very hot and so i know i don't want to be sweating when i'm rolling you know wherever i'm going i don't want to show up to work hot and sweaty and i don't want to go home after work hot and sweaty so i'm not the only one in that boat but a lot of times when your ac system is not performing at all or up to par of what it should be people want to fill it up if you if you're ever low on refrigerant you have a leak it's very simple it doesn't just go bad it doesn't go away If you're ever low and that does fix your vehicle or get it cooling again, fix is a loose term there, you have a leak. If you don't fix the leak, it's going to run the system low on refrigerant, which it and then runs it low on oil and it self-destructs because there's no lubricant. Was that too technical? Nope. Sound okay? Yep. As well as we fix a ton of AC system complaints every single day, if not multiple times a week that are non-refrigerant related problems. A lot of times they're electrical. You have an electromagnet on the front of the compressor and that's that clicking noise. You ever hear that, Sarah, where you'll be sitting at idle maybe at the drive-thru with the window down and you'll hear a click, click, click. I don't think so. Well, your car's working good. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Or maybe you got the tunes turned up and you're jamming out. But that is the AC system typically cycling the AC compressor, and it's normal. If you hear it click very rapidly, it's typically low on charge. Um, But the worst thing to do is grab one of those large cans that have the gauge on there and try and charge the system yourself. You can overcharge the system, and then most of those cans have a sealer or a stop leak in there. And if I've said it one time, I'm sure Sarah's heard me say it a hundred that if you do that, you have now ruined your entire air conditioning system. So, question. Yeah. And I'm sure that you've answered this before in the past, but how are they able to sell those? It is unbelievable rubbish that they can sell those. It clogs up the system. I've seen it stop um, hoses or lines up internally. The AC system or compressor continues to build four, five, six hundred psi, and then unload and blow those off all at once. That is a big high pressure um, failure, if you will. So the fact that they can sell those, I don't know how there's not a class action lawsuit. I was out just there. about to say that I'm surprised that you don't hear about that more Unbelievable. often, especially for the amount of damage that it does on your vehicle and the price that it can mm-hmm. can ruin. Yeah. And, you know, the amount that I see at the shop, you know, a lot of times when I talk about this frequently, it's because I see people come in and like, yeah, hey, I put this in there. 
hopefully they're honest because if not, it ruins my AC machine, which is a very expensive um, multi-thousand dollar problem. And, you know, at that point in time, hey, the, the consequences are what they are. You throw most of that system away and you start over. And by the time you replace all of those components, we've spent a boatload of money that I did not have to spend had we just fixed the broken part. So sometimes it's an airflow-related problem. You don't have enough air moving across the condenser. Um, sometimes it is a leak. We're great at identifying those, finding the root cause of where your Freon went or your refrigerant, if you will. Freon's copyrighted to R12 refrigerant, by the way, uh, for all my legal, you know, detail-oriented people out there. Um, so your refrigerant, if you're low on refrigerant, we can find the leak. We can fix the leak. We can move on to where that system works for a really long time. Um, as well as do some maintenance on the system to make sure you don't have those high dollar failures. You know, very few things on an AC system by the time you get into major components are cheap. Uh, fixing leaks sometimes are. But the cheapest thing is diagnosing it correctly. You know what we should do sometime? We should. We should do a show about products that oh. are actually good for your vehicle. Because yes. I asked you about one, I don't know, it was a couple months ago. Because I know how much you have harped about yep. the AC in the can. And so now I'm just kind of weary about anything that sets on that a is, shelf. I think what you were asking about, if I remember right, was a disinfectant for the airbox system. Yeah, it It's kind helped, of a deodorizer. Yeah, it helped get rid of like musty smells yep. or dog smells, things like that. I'm a big fan. I think we talked about that. You know, the cleaner, especially in today's climate that you can be, to sanitize inside the 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 air box on the vehicle it's it's very wet you know that condensate that drips out from under your car when you're running ac when it's real humid out um, that comes from inside the box so there's a lot of moisture in there and then it's a dark place as well so you can have different things um, that grow in there that will affect allergies or even medical and health conditions. So, yeah, we should do that. That would be a great one of, of do's and don'ts, if you will, about um, additives and things in a can that you can put in your car. You know, there's a ton, a huge market of things you pour in your tank that are supposed to fix everything. I can't tell you how many times folks are like, yeah, I put such and such in there. Well, I spent some time, and I have been out to Wichita, which has a big chemical lab out there. And then uh, Lexington, Virginia, they have what's called a tribologist. Have you ever heard that mm -mm. term? They're basically the, uh, a scientist that studies friction or the interaction of uh, metals or, or, you know, lack thereof. Hopefully, if you've got good oil, there's not an interaction. There's a shear layer. But while I was there, they were testing all those pour-in products very few of them actually had anything in them that weren't more than gasoline. Huh. Some of them had rubbing alcohol in them, which, yeah. you know, you can buy uh, rubbing alcohol for like a dollar. Well, they want 10, 12 bucks for the same thing because it's in a different wrapper. Um, some of them had kerosene in them. Some of them had a base of diesel fuel. Um, so all those were non-harmful to the system, but you're paying eight, 10, 12 bucks thinking that it's going to fix or, you know, create a pro or a solution because your car's running funny typically. 
uh, you know, blow the cobwebs out of it. I'm sure you've heard that term over the years, but you know, you're getting essentially completely ripped off for that extra money and, and wasting it at that point in time. Yeah, I definitely think we need to do a we show should. on this now. We should. I will try and do my homework, and, and as always, Miss Sarah, you do yours as well, um, and you know, kind of just try and share that or pull the veil back, you know, so people are educated and don't run into those things. Yeah. You know, I I would love to be able to open a can of something and pour it in there and fix a problem, but. It just doesn't work that way most of the time. But if it does, heck yeah, I'll tell you about it. And hey, these are the products that we use. These are products I use. This is a good one here. So yeah, I think that's going to be an awesome show. I think so too. Heck yeah. And another thing that I want to ask you about. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out what we want to talk about next week. Okay. But I wanted to ask you really quick. Have you seen those commercials for like um, Carvana yes. and things like that? The vehicles that you basically get shipped to your house. So I've had customers order those and I've got a lot of insight on that stuff. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about that. I've yep. seen, there's another one. That just recently come out, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. They're getting very popular. There's a lot of folks turning to those. Well, the reason I say that is because Ford had just announced that they are kind of pushing mm-hmm. for online car buying. And I don't know if it's similar to getting it out of the quote-unquote car vending machine. Yep. But I was kind of curious about that. I'm sure there's other people like, hmm, can you trust this? You know, we can definitely get into it, but uh, that is going to be the wave of the future. At some point, yeah, Hmm. it for sure is. That's interesting. All right. Well, we are out of show. Of course, if you ever have a question, doesn't matter how big or small, you can send us a text message, 447-5743, or you can shoot us a message on our Facebook, 1041KSGF. And uh, I hope you have a really good weekend. Everybody out there. Thanks so much there. Bye.